Hello, and welcome to Updates You Didn't Ask For, a weekly topical podcast with me, your host, Kristen Perman. Hi, friends. It is Tuesday, July 30th. It's about 10 in the morning. I'm recording a little bit earlier than I usually do uh, because I've got to get packing. We this is um, This is the last day that I have because tomorrow, the 31st, is... D-Day, meaning the movers are here packing up the things here in the garage. They're packing up the kitchen. I'm taking the dog to get his certificate of health for travel. Um, I have to go pick up the rental minivan that I'm using instead of my own car to get across the country with the doggo. I'm also picking up my friend from the airport who was so kind and decided to come along with me. Um, Like the kindness of my friend that is traveling with me truly is, is, is something to behold. Um, she offered, she's paying for her own plane ticket, which I don't, I'm not okay with, but that's just the way she did it. And she wouldn't tell me when she was traveling. Um, and then she's helping us on the other end a little bit when we get to Salem in a week, which, you know, she's a, she's a cool, kind, fun person. So lucky me and Howard. Okay, so this is the last podcast episode as a living in Los Angeles woman. I I might podcast again from Los Angeles because I have every intention of coming back here regu- regularly to visit. Although it probably won't be from a car, more likely a hotel room. Uh, so this will be the last time I podcast, record a podcast episode from the garage, from this driveway, from the noise on the street, um, all of it. And I have a lot of mixed feelings about this move. Um, no, I don't. What am I fucking saying? I have a lot of mixed feelings about my emotions right now, which is to be expected. I grew up here. I've been here for the past nine years, and as I've said before in other episodes, it hasn't been, um, you would have thought because I grew up here that it would have been easy for me, but it has not been easy for me. I've had to come to grips with uh, what what family means and what my family of origin means, and I, um, there's a lot of sadness around that. And it brings me to a quote that I took from a podcast. I can't even remember where I heard it, and I should have written down who said it, but it was really, it was powerful. Uh, This person said, I regret the time I excused all the bad codependent behaviors. I'll say it again. I regret the time I excused all the bad slash codependent behaviors. And that struck a deep, deep chord with me because that is, that is my takeaway of the relationship that I have with my dad, that um, I don't blame myself, but I do hold myself accountable because every relationship is a 50-50. And what I hold my, what I wish that I had done was not sat there and let my codependent ways um, avoid conversations that we needed to have. Meaning, 
when he would sit there and tell me a lie to my face because that bit of history served him better, I let him do it. Meaning I didn't call him out on anything. My sister was amazing at calling him out on things and maybe that's why they had a better uh, relationship towards the end. Not even towards the end, they always had a better relationship. I just was blinded to that. Um, but I never fucking, I mean, I called him out. Okay. That's not true, but I didn't call him out on a lot of things where he would lie to me and I would just let it go because I was embarrassed that he felt the need to lie to me. And I felt that if he needed to lie to me, then it must be really important to him to keep that lie going. So I let him, um, and I regret that because I think the reason that we're in this situation now is because of my codependency. If I had been able to step up all the different times where he threw me under the bus or I felt uh, unsafe with him or I felt like he was not being a parent, I should have called him out on it. And I did call him out on on a few things a couple of times, not worth going into here. And I fucking had to pay for it, which is why I don't ever say anything to him. He He fights mean. It doesn't matter that I'm his kid. He will he fights mean and I, I, I'm too fragile still. I can't take it. Like I will not be able to take some of the things that he could say to me potentially. Um, so I just, you know, maybe someday he'll come and want to talk to me about real things instead of the stories that he's had to tell himself to make himself feel better about some of the choices he's made. Not my problem not my problem. I'm his kid. I'm not his partner. And, you know, we all have to work our shit out. I'm trying to work out my childhood. And, you know, that's one thing that I have anger a bit about is because all he can ever talk about is the poor hymns and how difficult I made life as a kid. He never fucking acknowledges anything about the childhood that I had And if he does any acknowledging of that, he blames um, my mom and then our stepmom. And there's no responsibility. I mean, there's a little bit of responsibility, but but it's said in a way so that you have to feel sorry for him. And um, I watched him do it to my sister while she laid there in that fucking hospital bed dying. He had to tell his tale of woe and he made everybody fucking listen to it. And you know what? I don't know. Okay. So there's some issues clearly. Um, as I said before, I am glad that I told him that I'm moving. I feel like my side of the street is clean. It's his decision now. And, you know, as the saying goes, it is what it is. So I leave Los Angeles sad on that end. And I am sad about the friends that I'm leaving too. I've made some good friends here and many of those friends come from Soul Cycle, from my little community there and I'm very <clears throat> grateful for that. Those people got me through a really 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 dark time and I will always be grateful for it and it's why I will most likely be taking the train into Boston so that I can continue writing because it will be a way for me to make some friends and to meet people that are like-minded and Since I don't know anybody in Salem, this will be good for me. 
and one of my favorite teachers um, just transferred to Boston. So that is super exciting. Um, so, <clears throat> excuse me, God, I'm really gross. And you know how I feel about sounds and scratches and drinking noises and eating noises. So I do apologize, but I don't feel like stopping and putting in that cheesy music just so I can clear my throat. So it is what it is. Okay. So on to something else I'd like to talk about, which is fucking, I am so chuffed right now and I don't know. It's pretty exciting. Okay. So the mister and I are going to have a band and well, we have a band and I say we have a band loosely because both of us can't really play our instruments yet. And we don't really, we've never played together. We're still trying to learn how to play, but we have a band. And, um, at first I was going to use my daughter's acoustic guitar, which is a righty guitar. I'm a right-handed person. Okay. I'm going to backtrack a little bit. I'm a right-handed person, but maybe I'm not a right-handed person. I do, I do so many things left-handed. I've, I've always brushed my teeth left-handed. Uh, when I tie my shoes, I start left-handed on both feet. When I was talking to my husband about this whole thing last night, I realized that I also shave my legs left-handed, um, but I can do it right-handed. I kind of switch between. And I also remembered that when I was learning how to play Mahjong, the teacher would get really mad at me because I was playing with both hands. She said you had to play with one hand, which I don't understand what that fucking rule is. I think that she was just a old lady control freak, but um, I found that I was, I thought I was playing right-handed, but I was mostly playing left-handed. And that's what she actually had said to me. It was like, are you left-handed? And I'm like, no. And she says, and why are you playing left-handed? Anyways, I do a, quite a few things left-handed, but I've always written right-handed. Um, so I've obviously always played sports right-handed and I am a do-to-do. Like I'm not good at, especially sports that have follow-through, meaning pool, like billiards. Um, so pool, miniature golf, and bowling. I've always been terrible at it, like terrible. So back to the band. My husband and I have a band. I decided to pick up one of his guitars and, and he is a left-handed man and he has, um, he had two, he has two left-handed guitars. So I picked it up and it just really felt so much more natural for me. So when I started taking lessons, I started taking lessons on the left-handed guitar because it just, I just, it just feels right. It just looks right. This is just the way that I need to play. And I kind of think it's cool that like our band has two lefties. Um, he decided he's going to play the bass because it's easier to learn. And, uh, we will have a drum machine. So that's our band. I started taking lessons left-handed. It feels very comfortable for me. And as, as such, I thought, you know what? I wonder if, I wonder if I can play pool. I wonder if I can bowl. I wonder if all of those things, because my reason, so the reason I'm terrible at all of those sports, and I've had people tell me this, this is how I know, because they've watched me, because I end up in tears and I'm so angry because, you know, I, I can line the shit up and whatever. And then the last minute I can't fucking do it. So 
it's, I don't even know, but, uh, my friend and I decided for our last thing to do together, we were going to go bowling. Now my friend bowled, first off, my friend was, um, a softball pitcher all through high school. So she, she's got a good arm. And at the time that she chose softball, she was also an excellent bowler, like, like a like had a coach and everything bowling kind of girl and she chose softball over bowling but the girl can bowl so I knew she was gonna kick my ass but I told her last night that I was gonna test out my theory um that I was gonna try bowling left-handed and see if that made a difference so the first the first frame I did uh I tried right-handed and as per usual gutter balls and she looked at me and she's like, whoa, because I was all herky-jerky. And then I started bowling left-handed. So it was a little awkward at first because I had never done it. And there were a couple times I accidentally put my fingers in the medium holes and not the small holes. But I bowled better that first game than I've ever bowled in my life. And I even got a strike and a spare. And when I tell you I was bad, I'm, I don't think I've ever broken a score of 80 in my entire life, and I've bowled a lot, you guys. I am always the one that loses. Okay, so that first game, I got 75. And I was like, wow, that's fucking great. And that's left-handed. Second game, you guys, three strikes. First frame, second frame, third frame. Three strikes in a row, which is apparently called a turkey. I was laughing so hard I almost wet my pants, which is why I stopped and I might have broken my momentum. Who knows what could have happened? But I did get another strike in that game and I won that game over my friend who is an experienced bowler. I like I my score was double what her score was. It wasn't it wasn't a high score, but it was 127 and I've never in my life ever won bowling or sky scored that high and it was the it was me using my left hand we only had the the lane for an hour so I my theory you guys is is probably true like I think I was a left-handed person they must have they or maybe I've always just been very ambidextrous I don't know but I do know that I went to um excuse me because my birthday is middle of September, I started kindergarten when I was still four, and I remember struggling with tying my shoes. So maybe they, maybe I was switched with the pencil. Who knows? I have no idea. All I know is that left-handed, when I was bowling, that felt right. And my friend told me that from behind, I was just much more graceful and that it just seemed, it was just natural. Like I, I so now, now I have to try pool. I'm really curious to see if I can play pool. I, I, of all the three things that I've done right-handed, pool was probably the one thing I could do pretty decently, but it took me a really, really long time to learn how to do that. Um, so we'll see if, it, it, if that makes a difference doing it left-handed. But I'm pretty sure that if I play freaking miniature golf, I will do better with a left-handed swing. Um, And now because I can actually bowl and I can actually be a a formidable 
person to play against. Of course, I want to bowl all the time. I mean, that's not true, but it will be fun now because I get all pissed off and I cry. I'm like, it's kind of a poor sport sometimes, not completely, but it does get really disappointing if you almost want to have the guardrails up like a, like a toddler um, because you just can't ever get the goddamn ball down the, down the lane. Um, I'm sure a lot of you know this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. But my friend who was coached from bowling taught me some tricks that I'm going to pass on to you in case you don't know these tricks because this, I think, makes also a huge difference. I mean, it didn't help with me bowling right-handed, but it did help me with the left-handed. Okay, so when you get up to you know, when you're holding the ball in front of your hands and not in front of your hands, when you're holding the ball in front of your face, and you're getting ready to, you know, do the little walk thing and then let, release the ball. There's little dots there for you to like kind of line yourself up. And you never want to hit the center pin because that will mean a split or not all of the, um, not all of the pins will go down. And then the other thing, if you look about one third of the way down the lane, there is an arrow of tiny little arrows and their markers and that is the way for you to guide where the ball is to go so you <clears throat> excuse me you'll look and you'll see that the tip is the the top and that's center pin and then there are variations off to either side and so once my friend taught me that it made all the difference like you actually have a purpose in a and i mean duh right it's not just like haphazard um so that was that was a very very fulfilling hour spent last night I had a great time I wonder if but I was having fun even when she won before me because it was just it's just fun and they were playing really good music and we were down on lane one so there was nobody to the left of us so I didn't feel embarrassed at all dancing around and um, we weren't drinking or anything. It was pretty fun. I love those kind of nights where you just go and have a good time and it's, I mean, it's not cheap. I don't know what it costs to bowl where you are, but it's fucking expensive here. $50 for one hour. So $25 a person, but that's a lot. That is a lot. I think it should be fucking $25 an hour, especially since they... That bowling alley has been there for a long time. I'm sure it has paid itself for itself a million times over, including with all the lights, including with the air conditioning. Bowling is expensive, and I certainly wouldn't go that often if I still lived here in Los Angeles because it's too much. And one other place was like Monday night special for $40. I'm like, oh, that's not really a special. And then if you, so if you, do want to have snacks and you do want to have drinks or whatever, you're looking at a very expensive evening. And I always, in my head, had always, like when I was a kid, we would go bowling because it was sort of inexpensive fun. It's like the drive-in and bowling. And these are things you can do that don't cost a lot of money, but that is certainly not true anymore now with bowling. So anyways, I'm psyched that, uh, I'm going to explore more what I can do with my left hand. And I'm also really um, can't wait to go play pool. And the cool thing is, is that there is a billiard hall and a bowling alley, both in Salem. And because where we bought our house is so centrally located, we can basically walk everywhere, which is fun. 
and I plan to get a bike because uh, it's pretty flat there and I've always wanted to be able to just kind of ride around. I don't, I don't, as much as I'm in my car and spend time in my car like it's my own little office, I don't particularly love my car and would prefer to walk and would prefer to, you know, bicycle around or whatever. So I'm hoping that that's going to work out. Um, I'd like to find a used one, like an old Schwinn three-speed or an old Rally three-speed, but we'll see. My goal, uh, once I've decompressed from all that driving, um, will be to just kind of explore the town since I've never been there and get my bearings. Um, I arrive in Salem on August 6th, but I don't think our stuff, God, I think our stuff doesn't arrive for a full week, which is kind of gnarly. We're going to be living in a house that has, well, we'll have TV and, and internet, which is nice. And we have bedding and beds. So that's all you need. That's all we need. We'll have the dog. He'll have a dog bed. Um, and then our stuff will arrive. And then I'll want to get unpacking. Okay, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is... Um, I don't even know what I want to talk to you about. I guess I don't have anything to talk to you about. I... Um, this probably Look at this. This is my longest recording. I will record from the road. I'm not sure where I'm going to record. I'm expecting that I'll probably record something this Sunday, this Monday. I arrive in, as I said, I arrive in Salem next Tuesday, and I know that I'm going to be tired and <clears throat> not wanting to record. So I will catch you from Salem in two weeks, and... I will talk to you from somewhere in this big old country of ours. Uh, follow me on social media if you want to see the travels. Kristen, K-R-I-S-T-E-N dot P-E-R-M-A-N. That is my Instagram. And I'm going to be posting pictures and stories from the trip there. So follow along there if you want. Um, thank you. Thank you. Thank you as always for listening with me and for coming in spending time and liking this and not leaving bad reviews. I appreciate all of it. I appreciate all of you so much and have a good week and I will see you. Huh? I will talk to you very soon. Goodbye.